0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com slash NPR.
1: Hey, the episode you're about to hear originally aired in July. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Hello. Jonathan, you sound sad.
2: Hi, Afira. I'm not sad. I'm annoyed. Oh. I got some problems. Okay. Before I before I get into it, let me just do the theme song. Let's get that out of the way. And then I can really dig into the complaints I have.
1: Okay. I'm here for you. Let's hear it.
2: Here we go. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from our respective homes in beautiful Brooklyn, New York... It's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Lists of Petty Grievances, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. You
1: sound sound upset.
2: Here's my current situation. It is raining heavily here where I am. Uh Uh, Unanticipated side effect is very loud on the roof. So I, I could not record in the room where everything is set up. So I had to cobble together some kind of mobile version of my recording rig and move it to another yeah. part of the house where it's quieter. Here are my complaints. <laughs> I I am now sitting sideways on a couch in a weird way that already hurts my back <laughs> yeah. because I couldn't get the phone set up in a place to see the Zoom video well without doing that. And I also, um, because I am old and I have progressive bifocals, and because of the angle of the phone, everything just looks totally blurry and there's nothing I can do about it. That's a short list of my complaints about the situation.
1: Do you have, just give me one more though.
2: Uh, uh <laughs> Dig deeper. Let's door. see. Dig, dig deeper. <laughs> wow. Oh, you want like a real, like a real, you want something existential? Well, I guess the main thing is I don't know who I am or what I'm doing anymore.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so here's my short list of complaints. Yeah. There's nowhere for me to be in my apartment. There's uh-huh. actually no physical space in my apartment that is mine. <laughs> right. Shared, so, full
2: 100% shared space with family, familiar with this issue.
1: Yeah, I was just looking at it, you know, because I have no space in my house for me. And then Crate and Barrel sent a whole catalog about, like, your new in-home office Furniture. Like it's time. And I I felt like sending back just a picture of my laptop on my bathroom floor. Ah,
2: Here's my Here's my office. How do you recommend I dress this up? Do they sell an additional three hundred square feet? Is that something you can buy?
1: Exactly. You do, by the way, the way the light is coming behind you. You look like you are in a train car.
2: (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that be a a kick in the pants if I were if I had to do this from a train car?
1: I don't know. I'd be like, "Where are you going? I'm so excited!" Where as are you, you know,
2: going? as you know, since the pandemic started, I started riding the rails. So now, when I record, I do it from a box car.
1: I also, you know, in the building, I was like, oh, we have a roof.
2: Do you have like, is your building has like a roof deck up there? And, and
1: So it's sort of a roof deck. It's a roof deck that I think was questionable if could be used. There were people sort of like, I think we can use it. We got to check it oh, out. Oh, I see. You know? semi, semi uh,
2: semi-legal situation. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's become legal. I don't know if that is just because people huh. are like, no, it's legal.
2: What are they going to do? They're going to come <laughs> shut us down? That's already happened.
1: Please do. I would love to interact with someone Please. new.
2: Please come and shut us down, just so I can talk to a
3: person.
1: <laughs> yeah. If any person comes within 40 feet of us, my son, my four-year-old, will just tell them his entire day. <laughs> That's very cute. And then if they are like nice enough to respond, at the end of it, he'll go, look, we just had a surprise play date.
2: Your kid sounds like the sweetest, <laughs> most bubbly personality.
1: When he's in it, he's, he's in it.
2: Oh, now the dog's barking. Just wants to come see you. He's fine. He's he's barking because my back hurts and my glasses are fogged up. <laughs> he feels bad for me. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I can only an, imagine.
1: You have an empathetic greyhound.
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Let me take your mind off things. Okay. Because returning to the show today is RuPaul's Drag Race winner, Bob the Drag Queen, and he chats with us about his new HBO docu series, We're Here. And we challenge him to a game about all of his favorite things. And let me tell you, he likes a lot of things. Also joining us as friend testants are actors from the new film Palm Springs, Kristen Milioti, and Camila Mendez. But first, a couple of my longtime friends, stand-up comedians Lori Kilmartin and Aaron Jackson are coming up right about now. So let's play some games. I am so excited to be joined by two of my favorite comics. Uh, I haven't been able to see them in person for a long time, but here we are, joined together through Wi-Fi, Laurie Kilmartin and Aaron Jackson. Hello.
4: Hi, Ophira. Hey.
1: We have all not done a live show. I assume you have not done a live show through this whole thing because there has been none, but you never know. Do you miss stand up or are you
5: happy for the break? I, I definitely miss it. I have done one show. It was one uh-huh. of those back of the pickup truck oh, yeah. drive-in shows. So How I was didn't it? Do yeah. that. it was, I mean, any other time in my career, we would have called that a hell gig. But <laughs> I was so excited to be there. It was like me, Judy Gold. Of course we were like, ah. But the whole time we were like, that was amazing. Oh my goodness. That was flashing lights instead of laughter. You couldn't see people. It was still amazing. Wow! Are you
2: literally on the back of a pickup truck?
5: Oh yeah, on the bed um, uh-huh. of a pickup truck in front of a diner in Queens.
2: And did they put like <laughs> a stool up there with a bottle of water?
5: There was there was a <laughs> mic stand. I don't know if there was a stool. <laughs> <laughs> did you, how was your memory of your set? I mean, I was rusty, but I was like, "It's your fault for coming to the first comedy show." So this is what you get. <laughs> That's good.
3: <right. laughs>
5: Uh, Lori, do you miss doing stand-up or are you uh, happy for the break?
4: Um, I-, I do miss it. I've been doing uh, all my stand-up shows in my bedroom on Zoom yeah. and I constantly have to worry that I didn't lock the door and a family member's going to barge in asking me to yes. open a jar or, or whatever.
5: <laughs> I had a drive out. Which is when you walk up, when you walk the somebody, out. I was like, where are you going? Like it's way more devastating when somebody puts their car in reverse during your show. Yes. <laughs> so, Lori, Aaron, we
1: have a game for you. Sound good? Good. All right. Good. Excellent. So... As you know, Foley artists are the people who create the sounds we hear in film and television. So this audio quiz is called Foley Moley. (laughs) We are going to play a movie sound effect, and you are going to guess how the sound was actually made. Uh, But don't worry, this is multiple choice, so you'll have something to choose from, and you're going to be competing against each other. So we're going to go back and forth, uh, starting with Aaron. Okay? Okay. All right. This is Godzilla from 1954.
2: Whoa. That was weird.
1: That was a weird one. Okay. How was that sound created? Was it created A, breathing through a scuba diver's mask, B, rubbing a leather glove coated in pine tar resin against the strings of a double bass, Or C, withholding
5: coffee from a mother of four? Well, I mean, I'm sure it's probably two of those. (laughs) Because, I mean, (laughs) definitely sounds like coffee with your all.
3: But
5: I don't remember A. So I am going to say the pine tar and the base. Absolutely. That is correct.
4: Any answer that contains the word resin is the right answer. (laughs) That's true. There's no other reason to use it in this
1: quiz. Uh, Yes, and the sound designers for the 2014 version say that they made the roar differently. They captured sounds at frequencies that humans can't hear and then pitched them down in the studio.
3: Hmm.
1: So they sound like they're fine.
2: (laughs) 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 This is for you, Lori. This army chant is from the second Lord of the Rings movie, The Two Towers. What are we really hearing there? Is it A, 25,000 spectators at a cricket match? B, the crowd at a special promotional Lord of the Rings-inspired pro wrestling match? Or C, 6,500 angry fans at Comic-Con who just learned that Ben Affleck was cast as Batman?
4: Um, or D, audio from a Zoom comedy show? <laughs> um, <but> I, <laughs> I mean the most successful one can we agree that would be the most
2: successful one
4: <laughs> um, I, I'm going to pick A a cricket re- match yes
2: uh, yeah that is correct um, it was A Peter Jackson uh, ran onto the field uh, while a cricket match was happening I pr- he probably waited for a break in the action and taught <laughs> the crowd the chance
1: cool Aaron this one is the most frightening to me but maybe you like this movie here's the lovable robot wall Okay. How was his running sound created? Was it A, a white noise machine on the post-apocalyptic future setting? Was it B, the director's daughter on a big wheel bike? Or C, a vintage biplane?
5: Vintage biplane?
1: That is correct. Yes, it's something called an inertia starter. It was also used in Looney Tunes to make the sound of the Tasmanian devil spinning.
4: Can I say this game is highlighting how awful most movie sounds are? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I'm, I'm very stressed out by every every opportunity to listen to one. Yeah,
2: they're very very aggressive. Very aggressively. Yes. yes.
1: Super aggressive. And do either of you use a white noise machine to fall asleep?
5: I don't. I'm a TV sleeper. Mm. Um, I mean, sometimes I fall asleep and the news is on, so it's usually white.
4: I'm not gonna. (laughs) Uh, Show's over, guys. We're not gonna top (laughs) that one.
3: That's
4: a good one. (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right, Laurie. Let's hear the sound of the Titanic hitting the iceberg (laughs) in James Cameron's movie. So, how did sound designer Christopher Boys create the effect? Was it by a. Breaking ice in Yellowstone National Park. B, defrosting a bag of peas that had been in its freezer for six years. Or C, crashing an actual decommissioned icebreaker ship into an actual
4: iceberg. Wow. Since James Cameron directed it, I'm going to say C because it sounds like the most expensive and (laughs) unnecessary way to make that noise.
2: Uh, That is not correct, but your reasoning is absolutely correct.
3: (laughs) Sound. So sound. I feel like I should right. give
2: you the point anyway. Thank but it was you. actually it was actually breaking ice in Yellowstone National Park.
1: Oh, okay. And how did they make Celine Dion's voice? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't Only know. Leonardo DiCaprio knows how to make <laughs> that voice. You guys did great. That was your first game. Nailed it. Did it wonderful. Did we learn anything? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> More with Lori and Aaron after the break, and we'll play a game about funky smells with the stars of Palm Springs, Kristen Milioti and Camila Mendez. I'm Ophira Eisberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
6: And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR.
2: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. We're here playing games with two of my absolute favorite comics and friends, Laurie Kilmartin and Aaron Jackson. Okay, Laurie... You have a teenage son.
4: Yeah. How's he doing? I haven't seen him in two months because he's in the garage (laughs) playing video games and I don't care.
2: (laughs) That sounds right. That sounds
4: right. He's fine. He pops in the house every once in a while to microwave uh, mac and cheese. So we exchange pleasantries and then he leaves me alone again.
1: (laughs) But that would be no different, right?
4: no yeah he has no idea there's a
1: pandemic
2: (laughs) it wasn't until i had a 15 year old daughter that i understood completely why my mother at some point said to me this is not a hotel
5: (laughs) guys i live alone and it's great
3: sure
1: Okay, so you're going to work together for this game. It's called In a Hurry. It's about some of the galaxy's fastest things. Okay. So is the fastest animal on Earth an animal that runs on land, swims in water, or flies through the air?
4: Hmm. Huh. I normally would say cheetah because they're the fastest land animal. Oh, you buddy, are correct. You are correct with she's that. She's bringing in birds now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, Aaron? Like Yeah.
5: So I definitely, yeah, because I was going the same way. I was going to say like a, a cheetah or like some kind of big cat. So yeah, I'm cool with saying bird. That makes more sense. You are correct. It is air. And it's
1: the peregrine falcon is the falcon. fastest. Oh. According to the Smithsonian, the peregrine falcon will dive bomb its prey at speeds up to 242 miles per hour. Wow. wow. And let me tell you something. On the roof of our apartment building in Brooklyn, there turned out there be peregrine falcons that were nesting the next building over. And they had had fledglings, babies. And the mother, of course, is very territorial. And we were up on that roof kind of looking at them. And I guess the fledgings were learning how to <gasps> fly. And my husband got like way, like went to the furthest part of the roof to take a look. And he got dive bombed.
5: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's I've exciting. Never,
1: yeah. He screamed in a pitch I didn't know could come out of him and went spread eagle on. <laughs> he could have made a sound movie. effect
4: for a movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It was exciting.
4: You've never been tra- uh, attracted to him since. <laughs> you I heard like,
3: that no,
1: noise
4: and you're like, oh, <laughs> this guy can't save me. Um, I know. Me
1: and the Falcon, we're dating.
4: The Falcon and <laughs> <in there.
3: laughs> All
2: right. Here's your next clue. Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt is the fastest human on earth. According to the New York Times, what is his top recorded speed in miles per hour? Is it 15 miles per hour, 27 miles per hour, or 41 miles per hour?
5: 40 miles an hour is pretty. That's not possible, right? Can somebody <laughs> I don't think go? So. No, I don't think that's possible. He's pretty fast. Um, his name is Bolt. I <laughs> um uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I, I'll split the middle. I mean, 15 still sounds fast, but you know, Michael Scott ran that fast on The Office. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Lori?
4: Well, I first of all, I thought, if I remember correctly, Britney Spears actually ran faster than Usain Bolt. Right.
1: That's right. <laughs> so
4: that I, I argue that your premise is faulty, Ovira. Um,
1: <laughs> but but to retort, after the memes, Britney did come back and say she was joking.
4: I guess I'd say that too if I was that fast and I was trying to keep it a secret.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Aaron. I'm gonna say fifteen an hour sounds pretty fast.
2: It is pretty fast, but he actually did twenty seven miles per hour.
4: But but he can't do it for an hour. He can only do it for nine <laughs> seconds. Like
2: nine <laughs> seconds so at a time. time. Okay. Right. So well, he's not so great.
4: Yeah, really. He hasn't beat the Pellegrin Falcon, as no, far as I know. No, not
2: not <laughs> even close. Okay, here's here's another one. Earth takes 24 hours to rotate once on its axis. So in terms of rotation speed, what is the fastest planet in our solar system? Is it Mercury, Venus, or Jupiter?
4: I I would guess uh, Mercury just because I feel like it. Yeah, it's hot and close, right? Yeah,
5: hot hot and close.
4: close. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: How do you feel about that, Erin?
5: You know, I was going to go with Venus because I like the name better. But That's I don't, true. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to go with Mercury. Mercury. It's actually Jupiter. What? It only takes about
4: 10
2: Earth hours to rotate all the way around its axis.
4: Well, we can't live there. Do you know how quickly I'm going to age? <laughs> but they are
1: zipping through quarantine. They are just zipping.
4: Yeah. They're, they're in phase four of the whole planet. we
3: are all out. Yeah.
1: Step it up, Earth. <laughs>
4: Uh, you guys did great!
1: <laughs> sure! <laughs> uh, and that's it. Such a pleasure to see you. Hope to see you uh, in real life soon. Definitely. Lori Kilmartin, Aaron Jackson, thank you. Bye. Thank you.
5: This was fun.
1: Our next two contestants include one returning champion and one soon-to-be champion. First star of stage and screen, Kristen Milioti, is back and with her from TV's Riverdale, I mean, Veronica Lodge herself, Camila Mendez. And together they star in the romantic comedy Palm Springs, which broke records at the Sundance Film Festival and is streaming right now on Hulu. Kristen, Camila, Hello. 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 <laughs> Welcome and welcome back. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: Kristen, when you were on the show way back when, in 2012, you were the star of once. Yeah, at I know. Broadway at the time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how long ago that feels to you.
7: So it feels both 20 years ago and six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time, is how it feels. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, God, I'm still tired from that. When was that? <laughs> oh my God, it was eight years ago. Like, it's like... A- <laughs> Oh my God! By I'm the way, person. <laughs>
8: by the way, I saw her on Broadway when I was on a field trip in high school. Yeah. We <gasps> went to go see once, and she was yeah. So it's super crazy that we're working together now.
7: It is yeah, and now we're playing sisters. Sister, look
1: at that. And so, Kristen, last time you were on, we
7: gave you a quiz that was about famous people from New Jersey. Right. And I remember I cursed a lot during it <laughs> and then was told <laughs> numerous times throughout that I wasn't allowed to curse because it was NPR. But then I was getting so nervous and so upset by the game because I couldn't like my brain wasn't working fast that right. I just kept cursing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Natural <laughs>
7: response, <laughs> I would say. that would say it's a yeah.
1: natural response. Yeah. So we have a couple games for you. Should we should we try your next challenge for the both of you?
8: Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> very good. Uh, we'll start with a, a fun frolic.
1: Do either of you ever send? Are you a, a card person? Like, do you like
8: giving a card, receiving a card? Or are oh, you, I thought oh, you were going to talk about like card games. I was like, love card games. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> like uh, like greeting cards. No, I love I love receiving a card. I think it's so sweet. I, I definitely cherish, like, the good ones for sure. And I, I store all the ones and I'm like, wow, this one, like, really made me cry. This yeah. one's super special. Yeah. Like, I'll put this one away. And I still have them from, like, like, ex-boyfriends and ex, or, you know, like, old friends or my mom's card when I was, like, you know, 12 years old. Oh. Things like that I yeah.
2: think are so special to keep. I have a friend who uh, occasionally, after having had him over for dinner, he will write a handwritten thank you note.
7: Oh, that's so like, sweet. Wow. I have a friend like that, too. Yeah. I've always, always like, admired people mold. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it's it's amazing. It's like the... Because, <laughs> I mean, what did it take them? 60 seconds to do? Yeah. But it's right. still... Yeah. Just the act of it is such a such a bold, startling gesture. <laughs> it's yeah. Kind yeah. Of totally.
1: Do you then respond to them to let them know that you were thankful for receiving their card?
2: Yes. Yeah, yes. I just sent him a, te- a text. I sent him a text. It says, uh, got your card, THX.
8: THX. Just no, I'm
2: just kidding.
8: Exo, <laughs> gossip girl. Yeah. Savage. Are we about to plug like a card company? Like, what's yeah, going this, on here? This is, yeah. this is uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: that's right.
8: I, we're just trying okay, to get think- one sponsor. Okay, Camila. Yeah. We're just trying to get one sponsor
1: during <laughs> this <are> time. Tough. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: We have a game called Hallmark Holidays. Ooh. Yes. So we found uh, that there are some real Hallmark cards out there that are for very specific occasions or recipients. So we are going to throw those out to you, what the card says, and you're just going to tell us what the specific occasion or recipient is. Okay, great. Oh, wow. Kristen, this one's for you. Becoming an adult takes a lot of hard work and one huge party. Live it up.
7: Graduation party? close ba, bat mitzvah yes yeah okay
8: those are so very different i know <laughs> i know i told my dad once i wanted one and then he was like that you're not jewish <laughs> I was like, yeah well, i did the same can I thing i was anyway? like
7: can i have one and they were like
8: no <laughs> <So> my, <laughs> we don't have my, to do it yeah, yeah. my
1: parents uh <laughs> i am jewish and my parents were very traditional and i was like i want one and they're like no it's just for boys <gasps> yep. whoa not fair wow Did you ever throw yourself one? No. I just became a woman silently.
8: (laughs) (laughs) As one does.
2: Just on your own time.
8: That's right. (laughs) Okay, Camilla,
2: here is the next one.
8: All right. The front of this
2: card is a drawing of a cat wearing sunglasses in a hammock. Got it. And inside it says, welcome to the seven-day weekend.
8: To the seven-day weekend?
2: Yeah. If you were our age, it would be on your mind a lot.
8: Retirement. Retirement is correct. (laughs) All right, Kristen.
1: One summer warmer, one autumn richer, one winter deeper, one springtime lighter.
7: You're a year old. (laughs) <laughs> that's more appropriate because it's, it's a very uh, flowery message for But you're a right;
1: baby. using one is one is uh, one is correct. I almost would give oh, you the oh, it's a
7: wedding anniversary.
1: Yes, first wedding anniversary. That's so wow!
8: I know that's how it's supposed to <laughs> <That's> feel. <silly. laughs> Imagine though, if that was a baby card, that'd be so funny for a one-year birthday. Yeah, to give them like an
7: incredibly eloquent. Like, yeah. why can't you read this? Right. Yeah. Very long,
2: multi-stanza poem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
7: stop right. stumbling around and sit down and listen.
2: <laughs> this is the last one. Camila, it's for you.
7: All this right.
2: is a thank you card to a specific person. And it says, thank you for all the good hair days. You are the best.
8: Is this a thank you to a hairstylist?
2: I mean, it certainly is it's right in the really hairstylist section
7: i definitely need one of those i like completely shut down during haircuts why because <laughs> you're terrified of the results yes because i sit there being like is this changing my face yet uh-oh <laughs> was what i wanted plastic surgery not a haircut oh, I forgot. <laughs> okay that's
1: the end of the game kristen Camila. you are tied wow, wow
8: true sisterly Sisterly competition (laughs)
1: yeah yeah uh well you may have noticed that jonathan colton is now holding a guitar i actually
7: did not notice stealth stealth yeah not at all
2: yeah stealthy
1: yeah uh so you have a music parody game yes uh it's called funky stuff part two Okay, great. Part one was fantastic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we liked it. We liked it so much that we decided to do it again. We changed the lyrics of funky songs to make their lyrics about funky things. So in other words, things that have a strong smell.
3: Mm. So to
2: earn a point, you only need to give us one of the following pieces of information. You need to either name the strong smelling thing I'm singing about, name the original song or artist I am parodying, or just tell us about one of your favorite smells. Uh, so, have one in the chamber just in case. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. start, thic- start thickening now. Yeah.
2: Start smell. And we're going to go back and forth starting with Camila. Okay. These are overcooked.
8: That's why I like them scramble fried. Oh, I know this one.
3: Green
2: around the yolks. So for
4: that white Eggs.
3: Eggs, that's yes. right. <laughs> Hard boiled eggs. eggs. Hard
4: boiled
8: eggs.
2: And did you recognize I knew the it. song? No. Do you happen to know it, Kristen?
7: I do. It's it's tell me something good, right? That's right. I believe I know it because I was a big fan of the full Monty soundtrack as a kid. And it's oh, on yeah, the full course. Monty soundtrack. Know, it's like that and like you I believe in miracles and like all the
2: all of the songs that I'm just about to play right now.
3: Like sexy disco music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, Kristen, here is one for you. I know a place Microbes eating plankton It's dimethyl sulfide From those creatures tiny
7: Making it smell briny. I, I know this song. I don't know the name. Is this about pickling something?
2: Uh, it is not about pickling something. Uh, where is the place where
7: microbes eat plankton? Oh, I mean the sea. The sea. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> or the ocean. Okay, great. The sea. I was I was wondering, okay. I was like, plankton is involved in pickles?
2: I suppose it could be some sort of weird artisanal uh, plankton pickle.
7: Yeah. We take organic local cucumbers. We put yes. it inside a whale. We use the baleen of the whale to brush the pickles. I would eat it. try it.
2: And you said you knew the song?
7: I mean, I know it in the sense that like the melody is familiar. Do I know uh-huh. the name? Absolutely not.
2: It's called I'll Take You There by the Staple Singer.
7: Right. Of course.
2: All right, Camila, this one's for you.
7: Yep. It's your
4: hair. Do what you want to do. You
3: can use it in your laundry too. Whiten sheets. Distress a pair of jeans. It's so
5: basic. It disinfects and cleans.
8: Bleach, bleach,
2: bleach. Bleach is the answer. Uh, (laughs) And did you recognize the song, Camila? No. It's called It's Your Thing, and it's by the Isley (laughs) Brothers.
7: I thought it was called I'll Take You There.
2: No? That was the last one. No, that that's the last, last
7: one. one. That's yeah. like, oh god, I'm having an absolute mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't recovered basically since I found out that the last time I did this show was eight years ago. Ever since then
3: I've been yeah, like really threw you up off a game. muddy
7: hill. Yeah. She's been blacked
8: out this whole interview. Yeah, she's, she's been like, blacked out <laughs> the entire time. Just yeah.
3: she so been going in
8: a loop. Out. How did god. that go?
2: <laughs> All right, Kristen, here is one for you.
8: Okay.
2: Yeah. I have a talent, and it's quite intestinal. Got so many stomachs, it's a flatulence festival. First I eat some grass, I eat some grass, I eat some grass, I eat some grass.
7: So much grass, I have to pass a lot of mass of this gas. I mean, that's a cow. Isn't it like do 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 do? do, do that's boom, do, the right. song. Yeah.
8: yeah, yeah. I know that song. That's that
7: the one I no- about song I have known.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. called. Um... Oh, Funky Town. Funky that Town. Town. That is the
7: answer. Yes.
2: So we were actually looking for methane there, but uh, I will take uh, I will take cow and the name of the song as an acceptable.
3: Methane. <laughs> But I will take yeah. a cow. Yeah, I love I will th- take I-
7: you yelling cow into your phone. I yeah. love that though. What, what stinks? Cow. Cow.
2: cow. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it's true. They don't smell great.
1: Uh, that was fantastic. You guys both did great. Uh, I hope to see you again, you know, before 2028. See you in eight yeah. years. Yeah, years.
3: years. See you in eight years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah. Thank
7: you so much. Oh my god, thank, thank
1: you. you guys, this it was, was super such a fun. pleasure Kristen Milioti and Camila Mendez Star in the movie Palm Springs Streaming right now on Hulu Coming up we have Another returning champion He's here from the HBO show We're here, it's Bob the Drag Queen And he's going to give us an audio tour Of the basement where he keeps all of his drag stuff So you better not go anywhere I'm Ophira Eisenberg And this is Ask Me Another from NPR
6: From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
1: Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He is the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race and stars in the HBO docuseries called We're Here. We're about to chat with Bob the Drag Queen. His show follows Bob and two other drag queens, Shangela and Eureka O'Hara, as they adopt small-town residents as their drag daughters and train them for a one-night-only drag performance. Hello, Bob.
9: Hello, Miss Eisenberg. How are you? <laughs>
1: Good. I love seeing behind you just, I mean, a amazing display of wigs.
9: And a single bag of candy that I am embarrassed oh. that I realize is still, <laughs> it's still
1: there. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, looks like you have, I'm going to say, I don't know, 20 wigs over there? Well, this right?
9: is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 8. I'm looking at right now about Twenty. Yeah. Um, but I have way. I mean, I have a lot, way more than twenty wigs. Um, yeah. I mean, I also have like a lot of unstyled wigs. The the bins and the sides are full of wigs. The bags are full of wigs. And then over there is I'm in. Mean, so I'm in my my drag closet, which is my basement. Ah. I turn my basement into. The drag room. Um, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the smallest and weirdest thrift shop where everything's the exact same size. <laughs> it's You're like a, exactly. a thrift shop from some really extravagant size 14 woman. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, that would make thrift shops so much better if you could just go to the one just for you. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: and happy post-Pride. Obviously, the official New York City gay pride parade was... Cancelled. I know that you've talked about how important Pride was for you when you first moved to New York City. What did you do this year?
9: This year, I stayed indoors. I did something called a Black Queer Town Hall with my friend Peppermint. It was a three-day celebration of Black queerness. Um, So that felt really nice. But I've I've not really left my home for almost four months now.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
9: And it's kind of wild (laughs) to say that out loud because I I'm a traveler. Like I travel for a living. And I have slept in my bed every night for over 90 days. That is crazy.
1: Yeah. And, you know, your latest project, the uh, six-part docuseries, We're Here, that involved travel. So, yeah. yeah, Just as a setup, you and your co-host, Shangela and Eureka O'Hara, you guys go into small towns to support their LGBTQ communities by putting on one night only drag show.
9: Yes, Una Noche Solamente. It's really a wild concept. And when it was pitched to me, my first thought was, wait, like, wait, what? Because I was thinking it was going to be one of those, like, gay people fix straight people's lives. Um... And it's really not that. That's not what the show is. And I think there's a lot of people who think that's what it is. And once people start seeing it, they're like, oh, my God, this is different. We're actually uplifting and highlighting a lot of queer voices, marginalized people, community. We talk to indigenous people. We talk to people in the Latinx community, the Black community, the trans community. I'm so proud of the representation on this show.
1: I will say that it's very emotional.
9: Yeah. I can't imagine. People tell me they binge watch it. I'm like, you binge watch all six <laughs> oh, I-, I would just be exhausted. And folks just say to me, like, it was so emotional to watch. Like, for you had me crying for an hour. I was like, an hour? It takes nine days to shoot it. So, yeah. like, I'm a wreck for nine days. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. yeah. I imagine it's just so intense. You know, and I know that things are filmed out of order. It's the magic of putting something like this together. But the way the episode is presented, you know, the initial shot going into this small town or community mm. in full drag usually kind of representing whatever the ethos or fashion is yeah. of the town yeah and you, we all get an idea of the first impressions of this town to you and to drag how does that feel for you
9: well, even though we're not always shooting things in the direct same order, that is oftentimes people in the towns first time seeing us because yeah. we walk around in our like our day clothes, you know, as day walkers, no one really pays much attention. But once a big yellow Birken bag rolls into town, <laughs> and and the most gorgeous woman you've ever seen in your life steps off of it,
1: yeah, you know, people really
9: <laughs> look up.
1: Yeah, uh, and and you know, so you know, because I'm just thinking like. There, what is showed on the show is that some people are kind of excited. A lot of people turn away. Uh, does As you're walking through the town in full drag, like the three of you, does it feel at all like, whoa, we have a lot of work to do here? Or does it feel like exciting?
9: For the most part, I think that the world did a really good job of, you know, mostly from the 60s up through the 90s. Making bigots feel really uncomfortable with being bigoted in public. Recently, bigots have had a resurgence and they're like, we're back on top, baby. It's our time to shine again. Um, but for the most part, people are really embarrassed by their behavior if it's anything less than scrupulous.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say, congratulations on uh, season two. HBO announced that season two of We're Here is going to happen.
9: Thank you. Really, I, I mean, we're up in the air, so we, I'm up in the air, so like, how we're going to film this considering yeah. what it is right now. Uh, but we've been okay for a season two, which really means the world to me.
1: So if let's just say it was to proceed at some point, basically in the same fashion that it did for the first season, is there any, any place that you personally would like to go?
9: Well, I want to go back to Spartanburg because Spartanburg was the episode that we weren't able to finish. So I would love to go back to Spartanburg. Um. I would also love to go to my hometown. Well, I would love and also and terrified to go to my hometown. <laughs> when I mean, I'm from like a lot of small towns, but I grew up in Columbus, Georgia, and in Phoenix mm. City, Alabama, and LaGrange, Georgia, and Corinth, Mississippi. And going to those towns would feel like, it would feel amazing. But it would honestly legit be kind of scary for me. Because? Well, because of my connection to those places, you know?
1: Right. So, I mean, I think Homecoming's are always difficult. And I'm sure, do you keep in touch with anyone that has been oh, like I have.
9: I didn't go to any of my homecomings. I did not go nope. to my five. I did not go to my 10. And I'm certainly not going to my, what's the next? What comes after 10? Is it 15 or is it 25? 20? I'm not going. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I graduated, I graduated high school 16 years ago. So in four years, it will be my 20-year anniversary. And I'm just not going. <laughs> under, any, <laughs> under any circumstances. I just have no, like, no. Like, no. Fira, yeah. stop asking me because I'm not doing it. <laughs>
1: would you like to play an Ask Me Another game?
9: I would love to.
1: Fantastic. You know, we often ask our guests, what would you like to play about? You went above and beyond and gave us a list of not one, but six things that you could play a game about uh, you suggested Whoopi Goldberg, The Color Purple, I love, I love musical Whoopi, love, theater, love Kesha, mm-hmm. clowning,
9: mm-hmm. and
1: quote anything else gay? Is that
9: gay, what you're gonna say? gay, gayness. <laughs> I love gayosity. Uh, gayosity.
1: Uh, so normally we choose one of those things, then write a quiz. But we thought these are all so great. Why don't we write a game about all of them?
9: Oh, wow. Here we go. Let's do it.
1: So this game is called, and the category is, we're going to start listing some things that are somehow related. And when you think you know the connection, just jump in and say what you think the category is.
9: Okay, let's try it.
1: All right, here we go. Fantasy, Stretch, Ranger Margaret.
9: Ranger Margaret?
1: Gaia, Shenzi,
9: is it no, oh, is it wait, Whoopi Goldberg.
1: Yes, animated these, these characters. These are all Whoopi
9: Goldberg characters, yeah, yeah.
1: All Whoopi Goldberg characters. That is yeah. correct. Fantasy is an anthropomorphic book from the movie The Page Master. Yeah,
9: I know the Page Master, Whoopi Goldberg, and then they really made her look like a book in the Page Master, too. <laughs> like that book, that book, <laughs> that book really looks like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> That's weird, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, and stretches a rubber toy octopus in Toy Story 3. Oh, I, did not know I that cannot one. watch that. I will cry way too much. Too uh, sad. Ranger, Ranger Margaret is a character in the Rugrats movie. Uh, Gaia is from the TV show Captain Planet, and Shenzi is the hyena in the Lion King. Have you ever met Whoopi Goldberg?
9: I have met Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, oh. the first time I met her was at um, Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. She was his guest on on his podcast, mm-hmm. and I walked up to her and I told her that I have her face tattooed on my arm. Yeah. And then she, instead of having security throw me out, she then invited me to her birthday party in Las Vegas, which I came to. And then oh. she invited me to her birthday show at The View, which I came to. And then she hosted the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, which I performed at. And she hosted um, the Pride kickoff at Barclays, which I performed at as well. Oh, So, yeah, you, you're buds. Oh, buddies. <laughs> me and a whoop. I call a whoop. Hey, whoop. Hey a whoop. <laughs> It's a great
2: lesson for everybody who wants to get close to, uh, you know, their idols, that if you don't know a famous person, all you need to do to meet them is tattoo their face on your skin, and then go (laughs) up and tell them that you have a tattoo of them, and then you'll become friends.
9: Well, you're missing an important part. Tattoo a picture of them, and then go to a Gilbert Godfrey podcast. You're forgetting that very... Jonathan, don't skip steps, Jonathan.
2: (laughs) Here's another one for you, Bob. Uh, Let me know what all these have in common. Tonight, Supernatural... Dinosaur,
9: Cannibal, Blow. Oh, these are all Kesha songs.
2: That's absolutely correct. Yeah. They're all Kesha songs.
9: Yeah, I love uh, Tonight is from her her new, her latest album, which is probably my favorite song from the album. It's like it has this great little fake out in the beginning, where it's like Tonight's the best night of my life. Can you? And then it goes into like. You go without tonight. It's really great. I, I love <laughs> it.
1: I just like the list of them put together tonight's Supernatural Dinosaur Cannibal Blow. It's like, is that the origin of the planet? What is that?
9: I also love it. uh d- Dinosaur is so great because she spells that D I N O S A. You are a dinosaur. She takes you are from dinosaur and makes it into you're a dinosaur. And Blow is probably my favorite song by Kesha. And um, when I saw her perform it live, I cried. Oh, but it's not a ballad. So I'm the only one crying when she's like, this place is about to blood And I'm like, oh, my God.
4: All right.
1: How about this one? Reggie Montgomery. Emmett Kelly. Joseph Grimaldi. Ronald McDonald. Bianca Del Rio.
9: Oh, clowns.
1: Clowns is correct. <laughs> They're all clowns. Uh, Reggie Montgomery was the Ringling Brothers' first yeah. African-American clown. Emma Kelly performed with the Ringling Brothers in the 40s and 50s.
9: You know, he did that famous uh, sweeping up the spotlight bit. Oh, yeah? He was like the world's most famous clown. and His big bit was a spotlight. becoming. I mean, he tried to sweep up the spotlight. It was a whole thing.
1: Weary Willie. He was like the sad sack hobo that was the character.
9: That one I did not know about.
1: Yeah, Joseph Grimaldi was thought to have created the popular image of the clown in the early 1800s with the white and red face paint. Mm-hmm. Bianca Del Rio, not a clown per se, but she- No, wearing... no,
9: no. No, no, no. She's a clown. <laughs>
1: she's kind of... Well, she's described herself as a clown. I don't think there's, don't address, think but...
9: there's any need to qualify that. <laughs> if you are listening, Google Bianca Del Rio, and you will say, no, no, no need to explain I'm surprised you didn't include Marcel Marceau The famous mime
1: Right so what is the line between mime and clown Well I
9: think it's a stylization of, Of the makeup And also a speaking thing Most mimes don't speak And there's no line between them because mimes are clowns
1: Mimes are clowns
9: Yeah But not all clowns are moms.
1: (laughs) Why are you particularly interested in clowns or know about clowns?
9: So before I got into drag, I was actually going to take a stab at clowning. Um, I created a clown character and I have this whole persona. I was actually going to try to go get a food vendor's license in New York City and sell cotton candy as a clown. Um, My clown name was Cotton Cody. Um, (laughs) Then I found out that a food vendor's license is almost impossible to get in New York City. Like, in the neighborhood of impossible to get one.
1: So, because that didn't work out, you were like, well, maybe I'll...
9: Well, I was simultaneously drawing drag as well. I've never been one to really stay in one lane. Uh, which is why I love drag, because it allows me to do a lot.
1: Yeah, but no no revisiting Cotton Cody.
9: Cotton Cody never saw the light of day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, here's the next one. Stormy DeLarvier, Barbara Giddings, Amy Stevens, Bayard Rustin, Jim Obergefell.
9: Wait, Bayard Rustin? Are these all activists? That's exactly
2: right. They're all LGBT civil rights. Yeah,
9: Bayard Rustin was the, uh, the queer black man who helped... Martin Luther King.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. Openly gay advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah.
9: Um but work, that's amazing. <laughs> and don't forget Dr. Angela Davis, Stormy, who threw the shot glass at um That's right. Now it's all and now and now it all comes now back it's to all me, come obviously. Back, right. So who's yeah. Stormy? So, well, Stormy is, so there is a discrepancy in the LGBTQIA plus history. Um, a lot, some people say that Marsha P. Justin threw the first brick, and other accounts say that Stormy threw the first, th- it was a shot glass that Stormy threw that actually initiated the whole thing. Kicked off the Stonewall riots. Hmm. Yeah. Right. yeah.
2: yeah, And then Barbara Giddings was uh, 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 often known as the mother of LGBT civil rights uh, oh, from word. the 50s and 60s. Uh, Amy Stevens was a trans woman who was one of the plaintiffs in the recent case that uh, established that LGBT workers are protected by the Civil Rights Act. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jim Obergefell was the plaintiff in the 2015 Supreme Court case that established that same-sex couples have the right to marry.
9: I'm glad I got that one. That could have been really, really rough. No, you got it.
1: Okay, this one might be hard. I'm ready. Meridian, finding the green stone to hell with dying... The way forward is with a broken heart. Now is the time to open your heart.
9: Is I this one is hard. I are these like all qu- lyrics or quotes? Okay, oh,
1: here's a hint. The author of all of those is best known for a book that you like because it was adapted into a movie and oh, is, a musical.
9: Oh, is this Alice Walker?
1: Alice Walker. Oh,
9: there we go. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's right.
1: Yeah, Meridian was 1976. To hell with dying. That's what I read my son as bedtime story. But <laughs> um, do you really? No.
9: <laughs> <laughs> like in tonight, idea, child, we'll be reading 50 Shades of Grey. Good night.
2: Uh, okay, here's another one for you. Any little thing, hell no too beautiful for
9: words oh you stop stop these are all songs uh, from oh, these are all these are all songs right. from the color purple come on jonathan that's make right it. <laughs> Is that too that's too easy that was too easy
1: okay final one i think it's a challenge hmm, who knows here we go rags carry carnival in flanders bring back birdie seven brides for seven brothers
9: Is this specifically just uh, movies that have been turned into musicals that have been turned into movies or?
1: You know what? I'll take musicals because that's really what they are. They're Broadway musicals. What joins them? And if you haven't heard of some of them, there's a good reason for that, because all of these musicals closed after fewer than 10 performances.
9: Oh, (laughs) Carrie closed after less than 10. Oh, Carrie closed after five what wow. what well, you you well uh, you know I, I hate to say the obvious, but um to whoever wrote that, I mean they're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
9: oh man, five stars.
1: Yeah. Hey, you did fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much.
9: My pleasure, thank you.
1: And what a pleasure to talk to you again. See you soon, I hope. Yeah, I hope so. You can watch Bob the Drag Queen on every episode of Season 1 of We're Here on HBO right now. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan Colton.
2: Hey, my name anagrams to Thou Jolted Cannon.
1: Our puzzles were written by our staff, along with Camilla Franklin and senior writer Karen Lurie, with additional material by Kara Weinberger and Emily Winter. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, James Farber, and Romel Wood. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our boss's bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. Thanks to our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias.
2: Ophira Eisenberg.
1: And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, you're still listening. Fantastic. So since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We'd love to hear from you, and it also helps others find out about our show. For information about new episodes, bonus videos, and more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by Emmy Award winning actor Kira Sedgwick. She chats about her new sitcom, Call Your Mother. Plus, from the new film, Save Yourselves, actors Sunita Mani and John Reynolds. And late night with Seth Meyers writers Jeff Wright and Ben Warheit swing by. So, join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.
6: Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and t-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com NPR and use code NPR.